Welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. Whether you are looking for help recovering from mold illness or just want to learn more about creating a safe environment for your family, this podcast is the place for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Today we have an episode of the Mold Matters Podcast for everyone. Um, as usual, I'll introduce myself. I'm Jeremy Evans, and I've got my amazing co-host, Mike. Well, it's co-host anyway. Hey, yeah. no, you're amazing, and... Well, Jer, you're, you're don't, not, don't stop. You're not... I, the, mean, don't, I mean, don't stop. Don't stop, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not Mike Adams, the health ranger, but you're still a great, I mean, amazing Mike that's Adams. Right. That's right, that's <laughs> right. I, have, I have been confused with the health ranger before. I know, yeah. you're, you're not the health ranger, you're the fun guy. I am, the, just, I am the fun guy. Um, well, Mike, um, here we are again, um, here to talk about some aspect of mold and, and, uh, and so. You know why? Because mold matters. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You're welcome. That was like a plug. Yeah. Might as well tell people to, to subscribe yeah, when subscribe. you say that. Yeah. I <laughs> again, I don't know how to tell you to subscribe, but if you know how, subscribe. I'd be curious to know how many people have subscribed because you've said it. I'd be curious to know how many people know how to subscribe. <laughs> I I submit nobody knows how. <laughs> well, you need to know how many millennials are listening and, and Gen Z. So nobody my age knows how. Yeah. Okay. Well, today, Mike, we yeah. want we want to talk a little bit about uh, water. I mean, water is a big part of mold. In fact, it's one of the essential ingredients for mold growth. Some would say the essential ingredient for mold. Yeah. the And, and we've talked about this. If you're going to eliminate any of the essential ingredients, which are oxygen, nutrition, and water, your best bet is water. Yeah. And even like the uh, on the CDC website or the EPA website, uh-huh. their big answer, and they're not that far off, but their big answer is to control the mold, control the water. Yeah. And there's big, yeah, there's, there's some truth in that. Yeah. And so today, I mean, that's kind of what we're... We're going to talk a little bit about today. We're going to talk about an aspect of water that is known as wicking. And we have talked about certain aspects of water and its ability to wick into or up through surfaces. And um, there's a good web page you were mentioning that talks about There this. is. Yeah, there is. It's, um, I don't, it talks about water and, and, and actually leaks. It's called wicking leaks. <laughs> yeah, wicking leaks. <laughs> Oh man, that was. Let's sh- thanks that's for a set, shout- thanks for setting me up there. Yeah, I yeah. gave you a softball there. Yeah, that was for your friend Archie. Who that's for Archie? To these. Archie in Australia. He, yeah. yeah, that was a good joke. Archie, so yeah, Wick, Archie and Tom in the gang. To 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 compare and contrast here, Wick, wicking versus wiki, little different, but wicking. Um, how would you describe wicking to someone who doesn't? I mean, it kind of makes sense, but yeah. Give, give so a, so let me give you a real life example. Okay. So I think I've, I've mentioned this before, but what we see all the time in homes, particularly homes with basements, is the water that comes off of the uh, roof, oftentimes, especially with new architecture now, where you have so many different roof lines and, and mm-hmm. coves and different things, yeah. you can end up uh, with just massive amounts of water coming down one downspout. Yeah. And if that downspout isn't directed away from the house or if the landscaping around the house isn't doesn't flow away from the house, um, you know, if it flows into the house yeah. from level, uh, you're going to have a problem. But what happens is when you talk about wicking is the soil first gets saturated. 
Um, and it will get really, really saturated. It's amazing how much water even just a drip, drip, drip over a long term can create. Yeah. And then once that soil is is saturated because of capillary action, it wants to go to it wants to go from wet to dry. So it's going to go from the wet soil. Well, what's right next to the wet soil is the dry foundation. It's going to wick into that. Yeah. And then from there, it again, gets saturated. Then it wants to wick into the two by fours in the basement. And then eventually you're wicking into the sheetrock. And, and at, the, at that point is where you, you notice, man, I've got mold growing in my home. Yeah. So I, I will I, I looked up the stat while you were talking. Yeah. So... One second dripping, a one second dripping faucet um, wastes over five gallons per day. So that equates to five gallons per day. So imagine, imagine going to the side of your house. Yeah, go to the side of your house and pour five gallons of water down the side of your foundation yeah. every day at noon. Yeah, that's that's what that one drip. drip yeah, drip does. That's uh, if my math's correct, that's two thousand eighty-three gallons per year. That's, that's good math. Basically the math. That's good math. Google here. told me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you didn't do that on the fly. <laughs> no. Okay. But yeah, I mean that's that's. It's an incredible amount of water. It's yeah. an incredible stat, and and it really goes to you know, you talked about the downspouts. I mean, it kind of display you know, if they're they aren't working or if they're just barraging the foundation. I mean that's gallons yeah. and gallons and gallons all I've, at once. I've said this before on on the podcast. I'm sure. But my personal opinion is you are better off without rain gutters mm-hmm. if you have rain gutters that are not working correctly. Yeah. In other words, if, you're, if your rain gutter is taking half of the roof and dumping it into one Spot, yeah, you know, square foot area by the foundation, yeah. you'd be better off not having any rain gutters and at least it would spread that water out over yeah. you know, 20 or 30 linear feet instead of yeah. all in one spot. Yeah. So different, you know, different substrates or materials have a different, you know, a, a capacity for absorbing water, right? Uh-huh. We, we often talk in terms of porous, non-porous surfaces. I think a true, a physicist might argue that everything is, I think my brother Jason would say that everything is porous. Very porous. If you s- truly understood. <laughs> and, and so, but obviously, you know, non-porous is usually, you know, hard surfaces like, uh, you know, your, your granite countertops or, um, hard plastic or metal. That's probably better. Metal and plastic yeah, right. are, are more considered hard, non-porous. non-porous. Yeah. Porous. Obviously the porous materials absorb a lot, can, can hold and absorb a lot more water. So when we're thinking in terms of construction materials, you know, and their capacity to absorb. So you say you have a water incident. Yeah. You, you mentioned, you know, water, you know, you, you, you often talk about how cement is, is kind of a big sponge. Big, hard sponge. Yeah. Big, hard sponge. Uh-huh. That, that should big, not hard, be... Big, hard, heavy sponge. Yeah. That, that's where you should be... Big, ca- hard, heavy, useless sponge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's where you should be careful not to equate hard with non-porous. Right. Yeah. Because that, that thing's hard as a rock. I mean, right. it's hard it's, as cement, yeah. actually. But it is very... Crazy porous. Yeah. yeah. Crazy porous. Very... Absorbs very easily. And so... And that's why they waterproof with the tar and, yeah. and things like that. But, but, it, but, but think of the building materials. If you go through them in your mind, I mean, some of them, obviously wood, uh, carpet, you know, we've well, talked about carpet Well, I can even take pad. it a step farther, though. Talk about wood, just real quick. Yeah. Is, um, 
when I was a kid back in the day when, mm-hmm. you know, when I walked to school uphill in the snow, going yeah, to right. school and yeah, going home from school. Yeah. Right. We built homes with really hard lumber. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like not. What kind of wood are we talking? Do you remember? I mean, like oak? Well, no, but it would be really good pine that, Just, that didn't come off a pine farm. I see. It's, I mean, real wood that had been growing for years and years and years, yeah. as opposed to, you know, now they have, you know, um, companies that that's all they do is grow pine. Yeah. So And they, they put all kinds of chemicals in it so it'll grow faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just not nearly as hard yeah. as what the old number used to be. I see. And then you also have, along with that, you have a particle board or mm-hmm. we call it pressed wood. Yeah. Where they take just the shavings of wood. Yeah. Mix glue with it, and then call that a piece of plywood. Yeah, all of that stuff is way more porous than what lumber was. Yeah, well, porous and this is a, a side note, but you know those chemicals and glues and stuff they put in there yeah. are are really good nutrition for mold. Great nutrition. I mean, wood itself in its purest form, I don't think depending on the wood, it's yeah. not you know necessarily the great greatest food source. I mean, it's it's good, but yeah. but then you think of you know, paper, we, we're going right. to talk about sheetrock in yeah. a minute. Sheetrock that has two pieces of paper. It's a paper sandwich, you know. It is, yeah. It's a gypsum sandwich. No, it's a gypsum sandwich, sandwich with yeah. Paper, with paper bread. Yeah. And and then we've talked about cardboard, yeah. you know, those types of things. We talked about that last podcast. Get your cardboard out of your, your cold storage. Yeah. Because if you get water or humidity, that's where it's going to latch on to. So, yeah, I think, so, in fact, let's go there. Let's, let's, let's go to sheetrock because that's, you know, again, think of a water event, you know, wood, wood will obviously absorb the water. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, you talked about cement, you know, your linoleum is probably not going to absorb the water very easily. Your, your yeah, ceramic it'll, toilets, it'll, right? not really a big yeah. worry. Although I will say this, the, the underside of a toilet lid, uh-huh. is that what it's called? It's on the back of the tank. The back, the tank, yeah. yeah. Not the thing you sit on. Yeah. The, yeah. I guess that's called a seat. The tank lid. That's the yeah. seat, Mike. <laughs> the lid. Maybe in Australia they call it a lid. Maybe. you have to tell yeah. us. Uh, we'll ask Tom. Australia friends. Archie. Yeah. Um, but the underneath side of the lid, which is, I, I don't know ceramic, the industry, but I think that's non-glazed. Yeah. It's not shiny oh, like yeah, the top, true. right? That's true. That always, no, not always, but often, often grows mold. Yeah. The underside of that lid. Just because it's a lot more porous than the rest of the... Yeah. They haven't finished it off. Yeah. And, and yeah, it takes in the humidity and the yeah, moisture. And, that's a really good point. Yeah. So... Um, let's talk through, let's talk through, talk through, wa- uh, sheetrock and water. Um, something we've, we've, we've kind of talked about in recent times is the ability of that sheetrock to wick. And this, this is most common, maybe in a couple of scenarios. If you have a leak, you know, behind a wall, obviously the water is kind of concentrated around the leak area, but the water will expand quite, quite far away from the source. Right. Yeah. Or basement flood, bathroom flood, wherever yeah. there's a flood, I mean, it could be up one inch high on the, you know, on the sheetrock. Or it actually, <laughs> I, I think I told you this, our neighbor had a flood uh-huh. and the mold guy came over and, and they- Was the mold guy or the fun guy? I, He's a mold guy. He was more of, he was neither. Because oh, here's okay. what he did. Right. He said- <laughs> He was neither. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the water came up one inch in the whole basement from right. the flood, but they had baseboards everywhere. And okay. so the guy, they, they got all the water out and the guy mm-hmm. said, do we need to worry about mold there? And he's like, no, the baseboards 
blocked the water from getting that's some sheet rock. Those are good baseboards. Yeah, those really are good very, very good baseboards. You really have to pay good. extra for those baseboards. Yeah, yeah. You really do. <laughs> and I yeah. thought, and you know, I went down to that basement and I, I felt queasy and I was... Yeah. Uh, Did I, you tell them? No, because it, it, it wasn't the time or place and yeah. I didn't know how to bring it up. But I, I really worry because who knows what happened, you know, how far it wicked up, but I'm confident. Well, know, of course it got behind water, that. Got behind that baseboard. Yeah. And, you know, I did look up, the EPA did kind of an interesting study on, on how quickly water wicks. And I'm sure there's tons of variables, but it did, it said in, they, they submerged the bottom piece of a sh- piece of, you know, gypsum board sheetrock in water. Did you find this, uh, did you find this water on Wikipedia? <laughs> this no. this article yeah this yeah. no it's, okay. no i didn't surprisingly let me see you so, know um just don't want to get off the subject but okay. nez didn't even smile at that joke I know. nothing i know all right so within within um let's see how many minutes oh within three hours it had wicked six inches okay so but, the bottom piece was submerged within six inches. It, or within three hours, it had gone up six inches. Right. And within three and a half days, it had gone up 40 inches. Or no. No, what, no 14 what? inches. I think 14 you told inches. me. 54, yeah, almost yeah, 15 inches. Yeah. So over a foot right. in three and a half days. So, so this is what's crazy about sheetrock, though, is it not only takes the water on fast, obviously, by those stats, but it releases it slow. Yes. Which makes it way, way worse for mold. Yeah, because I totally agree. It's it's feeding just enough water to that that paper sandwich mm-hmm. for mold to start to grow, and it's going to keep supplying that mold the water for a long, long time because it just it just it's it just emits the water really, really slow. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. So I I don't know moral of the story here with sheetrock, but I mean, if you have a water event, you really want to jump on it quickly, number one. Yeah. And then it's... I'll, I'll tell you one thing other people make the, the mistake of. I see this all the time, is they'll have a water issue from behind the wall, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a basement or a leaky uh, pipe in the wall or whatever. Yeah. They'll put... And th- I'm not saying this is wrong, but they'll put a fan on, just a fan on it, without opening it up somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. Just... Just put the fan right on the... Point it on the exterior part of the wall, right? right? The exterior of the interior room, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, they'll run it, and then they'll put the moisture meter on it. Yep, we're all dried out. Well, you probably aren't, because yeah. that moisture is trapped inside there. Yeah. So you got to be real cognizant of the fact that that's going to take a while to dry that out, and you may want to pop some holes to be able to get some circulation in there to dry it out quicker. Yeah. Yeah, because those moisture meters, I mean, even the best ones maybe go one-fourth of an inch. Yeah. Unless you have a probe that you can pierce into and go deep into the wall cavity. Right. But, but your standard moisture meter is really a surface meter. Yeah. So, you, like you're saying, you dry off the, the surface. Got that dried off with the Put pan. a test on there, and it could be... It could be soaking wet inside that wall. <laughs> it really you know? could. Yeah. Hey, and that reminds me, you know, on this wicking topic, you remember Dr. Pompa's house how he had that wicking scenario in his wall cavities yeah kind of are you talking on the like the west side of the house yeah where he had had that guy cut it open yeah yeah and and we were trying to figure out i mean he figured it out more than we did because we we weren't there he had some guys come look at it but but just on the very back side you know it was an exterior wall so he opened it up 
And you wouldn't have noticed it with a moisture meter. We didn't just yeah, on, on right. the surface, but against the very back part where it's the OSB mm -hmm. and the studs in the back yeah. corner, there was, you know, water marks like it had right. been wet. And he figured out that, that, um, when it rains and stuff, some, some water gets against the house and it just wicks up. Oh, that's right. Into and then, the house. and then if the wind blew just the right direction yeah. is when he would get the headache. Yeah. Cause yeah. yeah. When the wind would come up and blow on that side, it would pull yeah. the mold into his house and he'd yeah. feel weird. So I don't know how high it wicked. I mean, that one didn't wick more than six inches if my recollection's correct, but it kind of just illustrates that idea of capillary action, as yeah. they say. Yeah. Kind of wicking up to a wall. So and I think for I think for someone who's in the mold remediation industry, I think understanding that wicking capillary action is is really and, helpful. And I have I have mentioned this a million times, but I think it's worth mentioning again. I run into so many people that have water problems with their associated with their foundation. Yeah. And their first thought is, I think I have a crack. I think I'm looking at a, you know, a twenty or thirty thousand dollar repair. Yeah. And I and I always tell them, you I don't know, you may have a crack, you may not have a crack, but that's probably not what your water issue is. Because yeah. if you have water around the foundation, whether it's cracked or not, it's going to get through that foundation. Yeah. So the idea is to get the water away from your home. And and the simple tricks that we've always talked about is make sure your rain gutters are, are installed correctly. They should be flowing slightly towards the downspout. They should be clear of all debris. And then when they come down, um, they should extend away from the house three or four feet. Yeah. And then make sure in that same area that the landscaping is built up. Yeah. So it naturally wants to flow away from the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I just thought of? Kind of random, but, you know, if, say there were, <laughs> I was thinking if someone wanted to kind of test this, this wicking concept, mm -hmm. and you've probably seen this before, you just take a household sponge and dip the bottom of it in some water. Oh, yeah. And you'll yeah. see it kind of move up the sponge, even though, you know, the water's way yeah. down lower. Or, or a paper towel on a spill. Or a paper towel yeah. on a spill, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a good one. Yeah. So if we, you know, if we were to have you know, do classes for kids that want to be mold remediators when they grow up. And that, that is a lot of kids. A lot of kids. Yeah, a lot of know, kids. Want have some, some summer camps and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that could be yeah, one of two the... Week, two week mold camp for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> that would be one of them. would be great. Yeah. Everyone get a paper towel and a sponge. Uh-huh. And, and a cup of water. <laughs> Please don't spill. <laughs> and right after this, we'll have lunch and nap time. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of requests after this one. Yeah, for that. Yeah. So. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll have a camp. <laughs> we really should. Three ninety nine for your kids. <laughs> Three dollars ninety nine cents. <laughs> <laughs> Includes lunch. <laughs> oh man, that's too good. Yeah. Um, anything else to say on on wicking, Mike? No, I think uh, I think that's it's just just good to know. It's yeah. Um, it's just basic. Is it physics? I guess. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Wet we we still to... need to talk to Jason. Yeah. Get him on the line. Yeah, um, Jason is our physicist, physicist but resident physicist. Yeah. I mean, in short, wet wants to go to dry. Correct. And that's, 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 that really is remediation 101. Yeah. Wet wants yeah. to go to dry. And that, that comes into play so many times. So, yeah. um, anyways, I think that's probably good for, for today about wicking. Again, you could probably go to Wikipedia for that or where uh, Wiki, Wikipedia or uh, WikiLeaks <laughs> or, um, be careful because sometimes it, I mean, once it gets really, really moldy in there, yeah. it's, I mean, it's gross. It's, it's wicky. 
Yeah. Oh, it can be. Yeah. So be careful with that. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Have Take a care. Great one. Thanks for listening to the Mold Matters podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more in-depth information on mold illness and recovery.